The following podcast is a production of Mosaic in Whittier, California, a community of faith, hope, and love. For more information about Mosaic gatherings and events, please visit mosaic.org. We've been a part of uh, Whittier Mosaic for almost two years now, and we love it here. Um, This is our home, and, and we just love um, serving here. So one of the things about our family is that we love um, American history. We just love it. We like reading about it, studying about it, uh, watching documentaries. We like talking about it, watching movies. Whatever it's on American history, we're there. So we just got back uh, two weeks ago from a vacation, and we were on the East Coast, and we took a historical tour of the East Coast. And so it was for us, it was the trip of a lifetime. It was so exciting. So we flew into Washington, D.C., and we were there for a couple of days, and uh, we, um, you know, went to see the monuments and museums and all the historical sites. It was very cool. Um, And then we hooked up with our tour group, and from D.C., we went on to Virginia. And along the way, we stopped off at uh, George Washington's home and Thomas Jefferson's home, and then we got to the Virginia Capitol. And so from there, we started heading back, and we went to Jamestown, Yorktown, Williamsburg. Uh, we went to we went through Amish country in Pennsylvania, and we went on to Philadelphia, and then back to D.C. So it was it was just very, very cool, and uh, just. So excited. I'm still on a high. <laughs> it was very exciting. So uh, for me, the running theme um, that I had throughout the trip, the word that kept coming back to mind was the word sacrifice. And everywhere we went, I just thought so many sacrifices were made. Um, and so I looked up the word sacrifice, and one of the definitions I found was um, to be lost for the sake of obtaining something. So as I thought back, I thought, okay, when we were at Jamestown, um, you know, they've recreated what they believe the first colony looked like. So we walk into um, the front gate of this fort, and uh, my first reaction is, it's just amazing. It's amazing. But then I start thinking, my second thought was, it was very primitive, just very primitive, um, in comparison to what I'm sure they were accustomed to living like before they came here, because they used to be in England, and, you know, they sacrificed much to come here. They sacrificed their businesses, their homes, their family, their friends. They sacrificed all this stuff. Um, They get on a ship, they sail across the ocean, and they come here to this place that would later be named Jamestown. And um, there's nothing there, absolutely nothing when they get there, except the dirt and the forest. So anything that you want or anything that they needed needed to be built from the ground up. So I'm just thinking these people just made huge sacrifices for something that they believed in. So then we went on to um, Gettysburg and uh, I was just, I was in awe at how huge it was because I've read about it, I've studied it, and I just never realized how big it was until you're there. And so we were on um, the, the one end of the battlefield, right in the center. So here is me, short little me, standing here, and here is this massive field. And I'm looking out, and I am just thinking that at one time, this place is just filled with soldiers who are fighting, and um, a lot of them are dying. And I'm thinking, huge sacrifices have been made 
you know, before they came here, they started out back at home and they decided to leave their homes and their families to come to a battlefield where they were going to fight for what they believed in. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that they, they understood the risks and that there was probably going to be a good chance that they were not going to survive this battle. So um, then we go on to um, Arlington National Cemetery. So I'm just... Um, I'm very emotional. So I'm just overwhelmed uh, with emotion because as far as my eyes can see, there are these little um, white grave markers, these little white tombstones. And they're just everywhere, throughout the hills, everywhere we went, they're just everywhere. So our tour guide is on the tram and he's telling us, um, you know, over here are the soldiers that fought and died in World War I. And over here, under the big tree, is where your Civil War soldiers um, are buried. And he's just going through all the battles, you know, World War II, uh, Vietnam, Korea, and then there was a section for Iraq. And so I am thinking, um, you know, there's different generations of people are here, but they're all here for the same reason. They've all been in battle and they've all sacrificed much and they sacrificed their lives. And so, um, and so the common thread for all of these places that we went to is sacrifice. And, and I just thought, you know, some of these people sacrificed for something that they would not be able to obtain in, in their lifetime. So when, you know, when we, going back to Jamestown, I'm thinking these people left everything and they came here because they wanted to come here for freedom and they wanted to start their own place, their own laws, their own lives, free from um, tyranny from where they had come from. But a lot of them, this is pre-American Revolution, so these people are not going to live long enough to see what, what they have sacrificed everything for, and yet they were still willing to do it. So um, I should have been a history teacher, I think, because <laughs> I'm so passionate about that. So, um, so anyways, that was the thing. So towards the end of our trip, I remember taking a step back and just having a much broader view of things. And I was thinking, um, you know, Jesus has a lot to say about sacrificing. And he has a lot to say about giving up your life. He's the author of it. He is the author. He modeled for us what it was to sacrifice. And he gave up his life for all of us. And um, so this is a verse I want to share with you. It is in Matthew uh, chapter 16, and this is what Jesus says. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. So what I want to do is I want to begin to um, try and unwrap this verse and um, help us to try to understand what this means and, and how does this verse fit into um, our alternate reality uh, theme. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this evening, Lord, and I thank you so much for every woman that is here, Lord. Father, you know the hearts of every person that is here. You know where they are, Lord, and I know um, because I do not believe in coincidences, Lord. I know all things happen for a reason, and I know that you orchestrate everything. And so I know that every person that is here, you have 
um, appointed them to be here at this place in time. And so I pray, Father, that um, as you speak through me, Lord, that your words would enter into the hearts and minds of everyone that's here, uh, maybe begin to raise some questions, maybe begin to uh, help them figure out what it is that's going on in their lives, Lord. I thank you so much for the privilege of being here, Lord, and just for the tremendous amount of love that you have for each one of us here. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Um, so for me, I love to read um, lots of different versions. Um, I like to read uh, just different wording so I can best understand what's being communicated in Scripture. So the version I just read you was from the NIV. But one of the versions I really like a lot is the message. And um, having six boys at home, um, the message is something we keep on hand because it's in very, very easy terms for them to understand. There's no thee and thou. You know, it's just very simple for them to understand. So this is um, what the message says in that same passage I just read you. Verses 24. It starts at 24. Then Jesus went to work on his disciples. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way. My way to finding yourself, your true self. So I noticed that in this passage that there is a clear distinction between yourself and your true self. So what I want to ask you is um, when you hear the words true self, what are the first things that come to your mind? When you think of my true self, you, your true self, what, what comes to mind? What do you start thinking of? Anybody? Okay. Honesty? Okay. Integrity. Okay. Good, good. Those are some good ones. Um, okay. How, what I understood was that um, when he says your true self, there's a difference between yourself and your true self. What I understood your true self to be, uh, your true self is the person that God has created you to be. Um, and in um, the book of Jeremiah in the Old Testament, Jeremiah 29 talks about how God has a plan for each of our lives. He has a plan for your life. So um, Jesus is saying that it is through him that you will find your true self, that it is through him that you will um, find the person that God has created you to be. And it is through him that you will discover the plan that he has for your life because there's a plan. So I started thinking, um, well, if, if you're, if someone um, is, if he's saying we're going to find it, if you find it, if somebody finds something, they had to have been looking for something or they had to have been searching for it. Um, and sometimes, this might not make sense, but sometimes we may not even be aware that we're searching for something and you just come upon it. So you take somebody who has been, um, I don't know, in a series of dating relationships, you know, they've dated people, and now they have found the one, you know, they have found true love. And um, there is something different about this relationship in comparison to all the other ones. They may have dated a lot, or they may have dated just, a, you know, a few people, whatever. But this one stands apart from all the other ones. There is something different about this one. There is something special about this one, and they've recognized it right away. So they have found the person that they can see themselves um, spending the rest of their lives with. 
or um, a person who um, has, you know, had several jobs, you know, and a lot of those jobs, have, you know, have, have been great because they provided for what they've needed. But a lot of times they were just working for a paycheck. So um, they come to a place where they, you know, it's fortunate for the person who finds a job that they are um, passionate about, that they know this is what I was created to do. This is, um, I find meaning and I find purpose here, and they love this job. And it is set apart, it is different from the other ones that they've had. So, um, and they love this job so much that sometimes they're willing to take a pay cut from what they're used, accustomed to living on, and they will make it work because they know that this is what they have been created to do. So they have found what they're looking for. So um, I believe wholeheartedly that within um, that God has placed within the heart of every person the desire to come to know Him. And so there's this desire and there's this longing inside of us for something greater. And I think um, a lot of times people may not recognize that it is a spiritual thing. You know, or they may choose to keep God out of the equation, but everybody has that longing inside. Um, and so, for the person who may not recognize that it, that it's a spiritual thing, or they choose to keep God out of the equation, you know, we see it all the time. You know, they start um, accumulating the stuff, or they they're looking to find it somewhere else to to fill that longing, to fill that desire. And so, it's in relationships, it's in you know the stuff, it's in your job, it's in whatever. And um, you know, there's always and and it's very temporary. I think people understand that it's very temporary because you're always, you know, moving up. You're moving up to the bigger house. You're moving up to the better car. Electronics are constantly changing and people are, you know, gathering and accumulating this stuff because their desire to fill this thing inside. But I think that we all know there's a temporary, it's very temporary. So, um, so people will just kind of keep going. I mean, I, I know people like this. They'll just keep going, and they're like on this hamster wheel of life, and you just keep going, and you're accumulating, accumulating. But then you have the person who starts to question things and, and one day decides to look up and say, there's got to be more than this. There has to be, um, because it's just, not, it's just not meeting the need. And, um, you know, that's the way it was for me. That's the way it was for me. I was 24, and um, I had my life, and I had everything that, for me as a 24-year-old, could want. I had a great job. I had a new car. I had my family. I had my friends. I had my life. But I, I was recognizing there's something wrong here because it's not enough. There's this void. There's this hole that's there. And so I knew something was going on, but I just, I was like the person on the hamster wheel. I just kept stuffing it back and stuffing it back and trying to ignore it. But as time went by, it's getting bigger and bigger. So one day I'm driving home and I decide to pull over to the road and I'm thinking, I can't, I can't ignore it anymore because it is like consuming me. This hole is just getting bigger and bigger and there's this ache inside and there's this desire for something more. And so I look up and I ask God, what is it? 
what is it? Because there is this thing inside of me that will not go away. You know, and I finally asked the question, is there more? Is there more to what is going on in my life? Because I feel like I'm missing something. And so um, God would respond with a yes. Yes, there is more. There's so much more that I have for you, Rachel. There is a whole different life. And if you will allow me to, I will take you there. So I am now at a crossroad because I am here myself and my life, and this is my reality. This is my reality. This is my job, my family, my friends, my life, and this is what I know to be true. But I am understanding, I'm beginning to understand that this is a very temporary reality. It's not made to last. And so, in the book of Ecclesiastes, um, it says that God has written eternity in the hearts of men, and there is a desire for something greater, for something more. So here is my reality, here is my life. But Jesus is saying, over here, your true self is over here, and you can have a new reality, a reality that has eternal value. And I, 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 can, I have this plan for you, and I can take you there if you will just trust me and if you will say yes. And so I say yes, yes, I want this reality because this is an alternate reality or a new reality or like Krista said during our last talk, it is the ultimate reality because this reality um, has eternal value in it. So I begin on the journey of finding my true self, and I am on the journey of um, discovering the plan that God has for my life. And I'm still on that journey because I'm still growing and I'm still changing, and I still have a long way to go. Um, and I need to be careful that I um, am asking myself on a regular basis, am I becoming the person that God has called me to be? Am I continuing on for the plan that he has for my life? Because I um, am human and I make a lot of mistakes. And I, it's very easy for me to get sidetracked. And I think we can all attest to that. It's very easy. I'm like the pinball that's like bouncing off of all the places, you know, all over the place. And, you know, I'll start here and then I'll go over there. And I'm like, oh, what's going on over there? And so God's always having to bring me back to this place. And so it's important for me that I'm continuing to ask myself, am I becoming the person that God wants me to be? Am I, um, like the passage said, have I truly sacrificed myself to become this new person that God has created me to be? So my question for you is that if you are at that place where you are beginning to question things because you feel the longing and the desire inside and there's something there and you recognize that there has to be more. Or you may be at a place where you are just thinking, beginning, you know, questions have been coming up or maybe tonight has brought a question to mind. We would love to talk to you. Um, there'll be some women standing in the back and they are available to talk to you if you would like to talk to them further. Um, or you're welcome to come up and talk to me. 
And on the other side, on the flip side of that, is that if you have said yes to Jesus and you have um, begun that journey to find um, your true self and to discover the plan that God has for you, but you are in pinball mode like I, like I am sometimes, um, and you are not quite sure how to get back to, to what he has for you, where you're supposed to be. We would love to talk to you about that too and see what we can do to try and help you get back to that place. So, um, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this evening, Lord. I thank you um, and just pray, Father, for right now, for those um, who are here, Father God, who um, have that longing, who have that desire for something greater and they have recognized it, Lord. Um, if, if that is you, um, with our heads bowed, I would just ask you to quietly raise your hand. Okay, if you are the person who um, is on the journey already and you um, may have lost your way and you feel like you need someone to help you to get back there, just raise your hand. Okay, and we have somebody there. Father, I want to thank you so much um, for this evening, Lord. I thank you, Father, for the women that are here, Lord. I thank you for the hands that were raised, Lord. And I just pray, Father, that you um, would just reveal yourself in a special way to every person that's here tonight, Lord. I pray that you would... Um, Fill that longing that we all have, Lord, because even when we are on journey with you, Lord, um, there are times when we do feel separated from you, Lord. And I just pray, Father, that you would um, be with every person here tonight, that we would look to you, Father, for the direction that we need for our lives, Lord, and that we um, would be continuing to ask ourselves on a regular basis, Lord, am I becoming the person that you have created me to be? Am I living the life that you have called me to live? And I just pray, Father, um, for healing for those that need it, Lord, for hope for those who are searching for it, Lord, um, and just for your blessings upon every person that's here, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this production by Mosaic Whittier, a community of faith, hope, and love. For more information about Mosaic gatherings and events, please visit mosaic.org.